thank you ever so much to um, everyone who's uh, shared and um, I think we're all uh, really uh, grateful to, um, to Yvonne for starting us off with such a, a powerful sense of um, God's voice to us. So I want to just share a few words um, from this, the, the last of the I am statements. Um, we've been thinking about um, uh, Jesus, uh, these seven wonderful statements in St. John's Gospel. Um, I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection of the life. I am the light of the world and so forth. And we come now to the last one, which is I am the true vine. And uh, as we can see from Alex uh, reading last uh, in from Isaiah, uh, the picture of the vine is one of that's used in the Old Testament in, in several places um, as a picture of Israel, picture of the nation as a whole. So when Jesus says, I am the true vine, he's not just making, as it were, uh, an agricultural or, or horticultural point about the interconnectedness of himself with his disciples, although he is, and we'll come to that in a moment. He's also making another statement about himself. He's making a statement about his identity. These I am statements uh, often have this, this hidden punch. So when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, he's not just saying that he is the one that we can trust to guide and lead us. He's saying he is the one who's come to lead the people of Israel uh, uh, over against, in contrast uh, to the, the weak or corrupt shepherds that we hear spoken of in the prophets. So when Jesus says, I am the true vine, Jesus is saying, I am the new Israel. I am Israel in person. I am the one in whom the new nation will find its identity, its leader, its almost its symbolic identity. A bit like some of the great leaders we've had uh, in, our, in our national history. If we think perhaps of Elizabeth I or of Winston Churchill, the sense that they somehow embodied the nation, they somehow were the country symbolically. And it's a bit like Jesus saying that, look, I am the new Israel. I sum it up in myself. But it's even more than, than those great leaders that we might think of, because in this new nation, people will have their identity by being united with Jesus. And there is something very beautiful about this image because it both does the big, I am the new vine, I am the true vine, I am the new nation, I am the new people of God. But it's also in the little, it focuses down to a beautiful intimacy between the individual and Christ. It is about being united with him as every part of the vine is united together. And we are asked to remain. And this word remain is used over and over in this passage, some 11 or 12 times. We are called to remain in Jesus, to remain in Christ, to be part of the vine, to remain with him, or the old fashioned word is, abide to stay 
to be to be rooted and grafted and and part of Jesus. How do we do that? Well, we do it with the simple disciplines, the simple traditional parts of our faith, which are so simple and yet also so amazingly difficult to do. It is those simple disciplines of prayer, of meditation, of resting in the Lord, of being with him, of reading the scriptures, of spending time in fellowship and worship and service. It is the things that we know and perhaps we've known for decades, but are still very much the part and parcel, as it were, the basic building blocks of our faith, the way in which we stay rooted into the vine. And if you've, if you've been a Christian any length of time, you'll, you'll know that these things are surprisingly difficult, but also utterly central to what it means to being a Christian. I don't know if it's true, but um, uh, there's an apocryphal story of a, of a great ballerina who was asked, how often do you practice? And she said, if I miss one day, I notice. If I miss two days, my partner notices. If I miss three days, the whole world notices. And there is something in that, isn't there? This simple discipline of spending time with God in prayer, in scripture, in being with him quietly, allowing him to speak to us. You may be somebody who is able to do that easily. You may be somebody for whom that is a real struggle. You may be someone who puts set time aside to do it. Or you may be somebody who does it while you're doing something else. While the kettle is boiling. While you are um, setting uh, up a meal. While you are uh, in the shower. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The point is to spend time with him to receive from him, to be with him, to remain in him. This is what it means to be part of the vine. But remaining in him is not just a two-way relationship, is it? It's a relationship that has a wider dimension, which is why Jesus so uh, easily and, and effortlessly goes on from remaining in the vine to loving one another. Because if we are united to one another in this vine, then we have a responsibility to one another, to love one another, to forgive one another, as Cecile was saying, to being one people united where every part matters, where every part is valued. So remaining, remaining with Christ in this new people, this new Israel, but if remaining is is perhaps the, the 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 first key message, the second key message is that we are called to be fruitful. And uh, uh, remaining is mentioned about eleven times. Fruitful is mentioned about nine times in these verses. That Jesus wants us to be fruitful. And the glorious message is, if we remain, we will be fruitful. There's no ifs or maybes, no sort of uh, if you remain well enough or if you screw your eyes tightly enough when you pray or if you believe hard enough, you will be fruitful. 
he says, if you remain, you will be fruitful. I am the vine, you are the branches. If someone remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. God is in the business of making us fruitful, of bringing his presence, his likeness uh, to bear in our lives. And I think sometimes we, we can get confused as to what that fruit might be. We might think that, that somehow lots of people uh, need to become Christians or we need to, uh, to have built the church up or we, we need to have uh, done X or Y or Z. And X or Y or Z is, is what we think. But actually, I wonder if the fruitfulness which Jesus looks for is that we are simply becoming more like him. The question to ask is, am I becoming more Christ-like? And the beautiful thing is that Jesus has these wonderful plans for us, that he intends to turn us into the image of himself. And there are some beautiful pictures or metaphors in scripture, the athlete in training, the refiner's fire bringing beautiful metal out of the dross, the clay and the potter, the fruit of the spirit. What each one points towards is God's ongoing purposes that he is going to, wants to, yearns to, desires to make us into the people who reflect his presence. People who are kinder, gentler, humbler, more peaceful, more forgiving, more gracious, more generous, more compassionate, all these things. But perhaps also in the ways that Yvonne has reminded us, to make us into people who get angry about the right things and who get angry in the right way. People who protect the weak and the vulnerable, who speak for truth and justice always and in every moment. People who are living under the beautiful banner of the words we read in Isaiah 61. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. You know, as we begin to come out of lockdown, there are already signs of people despairing. Despairing because they still can't go back to normal. Or perhaps even worse, despairing because they know they are going to have to go back to normal and they don't feel anymore that they can cope. Many people grieving for what they have lost. A loss of their own security, their own confidence. Perhaps a loss in their plans for this year. Weddings, jobs, holidays, opportunities. All these things, as it were, lying in the dust. Remaining in him makes us fruitful. Fruitful in that God changes us into his being, into his, his nature, his character, his image. But fruitful so that we might also be a blessing and a help to others. He is the true vine. We are called to remain 
and be fruitful for our good and for the good of a world that is crying out for his touch. Jesus said, I am the true vine. Amen.